We're at the Career Pro podcast here today with Rachel Erpenbach. Did I pronounce that right? You sure did. Excellent. Rachel is a business human resources consultant. Correct me, is Correct. that the title for yes. now? Yes, okay. that is. And your background as a VP of HR for international companies, a, you hold master's degrees, I've been, had the privilege of serving with you in Raleigh Metro SHRM, which is Raleigh Metro Society of Human Resources Management, and you have led that organization. You're just, you just stepped down as president. Your yes. term was over, and you are going to be based out of Asheville, North Carolina for your business, but tell us what is on your mind after the biggest, this is the biggest uh, Society of Human Resources Management or HR organization in entire in the entirety of North Carolina, is it not? That is correct, and, and one of the most decorated chapters within the organization as a whole with, with Sherm National. Uh, so Raleigh Metro has really been an amazing experience. I'm actually continuing in my role, even though it will be remote, uh, as the past president. And the types of things that Raleigh Metro has brought to the Triangle area as well as to the society as whole is really being cutting edge on what's going on within um, the HR community, business communities as a whole. If someone's not a pure HR leader and listening to this, what are some of the things that are going on in HR for anyone who's employed at any level that they should pay attention to? Like, what are some of the issues you're dealing with now? I know at the time of this recording, you just set up and were a part of a morning. Uh, what was the seminar about it was, this morning? It was a special um, presentation that we did talking about how you actually get prepared for a pandemic with the case of coronavirus. And we just found out recently that we do have our first uh, COVID-19 case here in Wake County. Um, and although we're not at pandemic stage yet, it is a perfect timing lockstep with what's going on with our current events, not only in the triangle, but in the nation on, on what's going on and how businesses actually need to be prepared for it. Uh, this morning, there were probably about 40 people there and, and only four people had companies that even had a pandemic preparation plan. So these are the things that HR deals with. Right now, that's the need. If six, six months from now, it could be something else. Yeah. What are some of the issues that HR should be solving and being involved in solving, not just taking care of the, the things? What, why are you passionate about HR is really my question. For me, I really see HR being a true alignment and partnership with the business. Um, something that I'm really passionate about is I love human resources. I love the foundation that it brings. And I really enjoy how I can dig into problems and really see visible results to the humans within an organization as well as to the bottom line of an organization. So why is the theme of your business business solutions for humans? reason why I picked that is that I feel human resources has had a very interesting evolution through the decades. You know, we started off as the personnel department, um, helping to make sure that, you know, the lights are turned on so people can see to do their work. So it was very administrative. But as uh, HR is evolving and moving into the future, especially with the amount of technology that exists out there, I see HR really turning into how do you actually 
build a business and support a business with the humans involved of that. Um, some of the trends you've seen over the past number of years has been human capital. You know, that's the biggest piece of an organization. Um, but I really see how are we now starting to think more like business people that can bring in the human side of bringing powerful solutions, innovative ideas to, to see a business really flourish. Let's just talk about an example that we talked to a very big, well-known North Carolina company on the phone, one of their top leaders this morning, mm -hmm. uh, three of us, talked. What were some of the issues, without revealing the name, that, that, you, that you, we saw right away that they're not doing, that sometimes a growing business misses, but that HR can be involved in helping with? Yeah, and, and I think this actually fits in for a trend of what a lot of businesses are seeing and facing, and that is that we're in a really tight labor market, which has been wonderful um, in terms of um, unemployment numbers and you know, Americans being able to pursue the American dream. Uh, but with that, it really faces unique challenges. And I think it's time for HR to really step outside of the HR box and start thinking more about how we can be collaborative in finding solutions. Um, one of those in an emerging trend I'm seeing that I'm really interested in, and I also have a tiny bit of a background in, is blending marketing branding concepts and philosophies with how we actually pursue recruitment. So instead, and that's what we were talking about this morning yes, with this company. Exactly. They just didn't have it right. ready it's, to go attract the talent. They need to move the company forward. Right. And I think it's definitely somewhat relatively new that people are now starting to look at it as not only how are we attracting talent in the more standard format that we've been seeing, but how do we get more unique with it and start leveraging the powerful information we have within our current companies within a marketing department. So how do you start partnering with those individuals that you traditionally wouldn't have thought to partner with to start attracting the talent? Even your own people. And this company was passionate about hiring veterans. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, they have some things out there, but they really didn't do a great yet analysis with our help. They will hopefully do this about what they have to offer these veterans and to attract the top talent that's out there, even from perhaps their competitors. So, right. so those are just some of the issues. What are the other issues you're seeing to, to bring HR and business together, which is, is really what you're all about? Marketing piece that I brought up is probably the biggest one that I'm starting to see. Um, another one that um, has been really interesting um, and has piqued my interest tremendously has been learning more about agile project management skills. So how can HR practitioners start thinking more like a project manager? Because we are managing large projects within an organization. Talk about having massive capital that you're going to be putting into it. So borrowing upon those skills and being able to leverage the talent with an organization to achieve those, I think gives more of a business mindset to how you're solving some of the human issues that are occurring. How did you come into HR or get excited about it? You know, just from that time, maybe you decided, I want to do this, and I feel like it can make a difference here. I don't just want to be a, an administrator in a room mm -hmm. and, and, and not making any waves. I want to change companies' culture. I want to make it better. I want people to really be engaged at work. When did that flip for you? Was it in grad school? What was it? So for me, I actually um, I have an undergrad degree in uh, marketing and business with a specialization in HR. And I really thought my classes were interesting with that piece, although I was really heavy on wanting to go down the marketing path just because I loved the creativity involved with that as well as a lot of the analysis that went into it. 
And then um, I ended up getting my first job as an outside salesperson and realized that I loved building strong relationships with my clients. Uh, so I was focused more on providing them business solutions rather than making sure I met my exact quota for a specific product. Um, Which after probably that, made you a very good salesperson, but you didn't, you weren't just there to do a hundred calls and no, it was all about the bottom line. You got into the bigger solution that sales should yes, provide. Yes, exactly. I was heavier on the relationship sales and the whole business health sales, hmm. which really wasn't a fit for what I was actually performing <laughs> at the time. Um, with that, I thought, well, what would be a really good career that would allow me to really dig in deep with the business and help them find solutions while also passionately building relationships? And for me, I was like, well, we'll try HR out sat in my first class in grad school and realized strike of lightning from God. This is my calling in life <laughs> and my passion. <laughs> and um, I actually was very lucky in getting accepted into a leadership development program with Eaton Corporation. And within the first two, three months of my job ever, I'm assisting a, an executive vice president on how to effectively do succession planning for a 4,000 person division. That really and just struck me as cool. It's how you immediately immerse yourself into organization. You're seeing how you're able to guide through relationships and knowledge to help see a business be successful and also to see the people within that organization flourish. When, that's awesome. When do you feel like it's, you know, companies are missing it? When do they maybe have good intentions to start out? When do you say, and Rachel comes in and says, you know what, we need to be, we need to be better and more on the right track with our, quote, human capital. They may say it on their slogans and their website, but what gets you excited about solving problems that may affect people who aren't in the C-suite? Because you're passionate about that. You yeah. want people to be engaged and care about their job and not just show up to right. get a paycheck. Yeah. I, I think for me what's really exciting is for um, individuals, employees, and employers who just haven't had their mind expanded yet. <laughs> uh, and what I mean by that is being able to, to make small tweaks that have massive impacts for thinking outside of the box. Um, so an example was like what I said, applying an agile project management practices to fixing what would be a, you know, a, a normal solution that they just haven't been able to, to get done yet. Um, so it could be, um, you know, we need to put in a new HRIS, let's just follow the normal tick marks, but then you bring in that and all of a sudden results are coming faster and more efficiently than they originally could have imagined. Have has HR sat back and, and just been burdened with the administrative roles so they don't get into this bigger picture? Has that been the problem? What does HR need to do to change to be more part of that business solution as you see it going forward? I think it's allowing yourself to be more creative in how you're approaching the typical um, parameters of a solution. Uh, you know, it is also has to be supported by the top part of the organization. And I think there's a lot of HR departments of one that are involved with that administrative side of it. And I think a lot of organizations kind of get stuck in this repetitive motion of HR is there to be administrative, to be able to be our risk management team, to be able to police through things and just get the basics done, um, which is a very important part of human resources. But there is opportunities throughout that, even being a Department of One, where you can start thinking in a different creative manner that will provide a solution, maybe just in a little bit more efficient manner, start showcasing 
to the upper management team about how we can really bring some powerful solutions. That's really exciting. So it's been great to talk to you today. I want to give you the last word. Uh, we're looking at a lot of things going on. We're right in the middle of this you know, kind of event with a virus that's affected companies and supply chains and so on. And I've always known you as a calm under pressure kind of person who's worked in you know, some pretty tough, in, in a way, male-dominated industries and, and around a little bit of chaos. How, do you, how should companies stay calm in the chaos and what's your outlook for the rest of 2020? I think the biggest thing is to um, look and find a plan. Um, if you don't have one, figure out what a good business continuity plan is and kind of stick to the facts of that. Um, there is a lot of beginning hysteria around what's going on with the coronavirus, sticking closely with what the CDC is stating for awareness and uh, really helping the prevention of not only the spread of the virus, but the spread of the rumors about it. Um, for the rest of 2020, I think we will have um, some challenges going on with this. We're seeing some things going on with supply chains. Best thing and best course of action is getting with your management team, getting a business continuity plan in place and sticking, sticking it out. Stay calm during the fires and the viruses and, and check out uh, Rachel Erpenbach at Erpenbach and & Associates. Uh, and that's, that's kicking off. We're going to have you out of, based out of Asheville, but serving our entire state and probably beyond. So glad to have you in today. Look forward to the next conversation. Rachel Erpenbach. Thank you.